Love looked good. Pass rusher looked good. Secondary looked good. This was a good day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lombardi Time Brews, where I'm your host, John Delray. A beautiful day here in Green Bay. As you can see, I'm not in Town, not my usual spot, because there's some very loud construction going on over there, but I did find a little park to sit down and chat Packers with you today. So recapping what was a very fun practice against the New England Patriots today. Uh, energy was high, and yet it wasn't contentious. There were no fights that broke out today. Nothing, nothing of that nature really at all. Today was very civil between both teams and very productive and a very good day for the Green Bay Packers. So before I dive into recapping the day's events, just a quick programming note for you. Tomorrow, obviously, is another joint practice with the Patriots. Well, I, following that practice, am doing a live show. Yes, it's going to be live on the YouTube channel. Sorry, audio podcast listeners, not going to be there for you, but it's going to be live on the YouTube channel. I'm joining forces with Wisco Fanatics to go through a number of different Packer topics, including recapping tomorrow's joint practice. And by the way, if you're in Green Bay, stop by because we're doing it from the rooftop of Stadium View Bar and Grill. Should be a ton of fun. Other than that, uh, with the Patriots game this Saturday, you can anticipate that Sunday morning, I'm going to have out a recap of that game. And then early next week, I'm going to put out a altered 53-man roster prediction now that the Patriots game is done. However, all of next week, Sunday through Saturday, I am, I, let me say it this way, my extended family goes on vacation once a year. And we're going to a cabin, I'm with them, up in the north woods of Wisconsin. Now, I'm going to try to still do my regular content from there. Obviously, I won't be at practice, but still going to try to put out recaps during the week. Well, I can't guarantee what that internet is going to be like. So I'm definitely going to put out the 53, man. I'm going to have that recorded on Sunday, scheduled probably for Monday to go out no matter where I am. As for the rest of the week, I'm just going to hope for the best. So if you see me, it's not that I'm lost in the woods. It's just... Probably interwebs in doing too great for this purpose. So that's enough of that. Let's go into the content here. First of all, the news over the last couple of days, because it's been a while since I've seen you actually. So let's cover that news. Rashid Walker getting some snaps with the ones the other day at Monday's practice. And I saw a bunch of reaction to that. And here's the thing. I think it was temporary, right? So like Rashid Walker did play incredibly well against the Bengals. And then they put Walker in with the ones at the next practice. But then the next day, Yash was right back. And I think Walker has made a ton of progress. I think he's becoming more and more valuable on the depth chart. But I think that him getting time with the ones was, was a reward for great play in the game and not necessarily a status of where he is in the depth chart. By the way, again today, Yash was with the ones. So um, same uh, different kind of note, but Matt LaFleur said in his in his press conference this morning that, one, he's been very impressed with Grant DuBose, who is back in practicing now, has participated in the last two practices. MLF has been very impressed with DuBose to this point, and by all accounts, he's practiced very well, so I thought that was noteworthy, as he begins to climb back into the wide receiver six ranks. Also, Matt LeFleur mentioned, Razul Douglas to safety. 
Now, I wasn't at the press conference myself, of course, but I did see from people that were there that this was a very noteworthy quote saying that he's trying to find the best five in the secondary and uh, Valentine has absolutely earned more snaps in the secondary. Well, if you've got Jair, Douglas, and Nixon, how do you give Valentine more snaps? Well, the safety position might be a little deficient this year, so kick Razul to free safety and then maybe give Valentine the snaps that Douglas would get on the corner? I don't know. Lafleur mentioned that he's just trying to find the best five, very similarly to the offensive line. And I think it makes sense. Now, Zool to safety, is it a perfect match? Hmm, probably not, and Razul's having a great camp at Boundary Corner. But the thing is, if Razul is an upgrade at the safety position, you know, over Tarverius Moore, Jonathan Owens, pick from the bunch back there, if Razul's better at safety than them, and Valentine can come in and give you, you know, near Douglas level play at boundary corner, and Stokes has come back too. Lafleur is just trying to find the best five, the most cohesive unit, just like the line. So I wouldn't take those comments and blow it out of proportion. However, it is something. It's definitely not nothing. And it'll be interesting to see if in the coming weeks, before the season starts, if Douglas actually gets some time at the safety position. Now, moving specifically into today, the injury list. Whew, it's lengthy, y'all, especially for this point in camp. I mean, yes, injuries do tend to pile up, but this is, this is long. So let's go through it. Uh, Dave Bakhtiari had a rest day today. They're planning on him being back tomorrow. Eric Stokes, of course, out. Luke Tenuta, Tyler Davis, of course, those owns are all out. Caleb Jones, still out. Innes Gaines, still out. Tyler Goodson, still out. Lou Nichols, still out. Kenny Clark, out today. Tariq Carpenter, out today. Bo Melton was out with a hamstring injury today. That's not cool. Devon Campbell out with an ankle injury today. And Corey Ballantyne, all out today. So you can tell right there, running back, slightly depleted. Cornerback, slightly depleted. Like... <laughs> Lots of positions there with a lot of guys gone. Now, who were the starters today? I will say this too. At this point in camp, the starters are becoming more and more clear. Things are becoming more into focus. So the ones for the offense, totally normal. Nothing unexpected here. On the offensive line, it was Yash, Elton Jenkins, Myers, uh, John Runny Jr., and then Zach Tom. Love at quarterback, Jones at running back, and then wide receivers Watson, Dobbs, tight ends, Musgrave and Deguara. Tight end, fullback, whatever you want to call Deguara at this point. That was the offense, and that's exactly as it's been almost every single day. Defensively, there were some changes. With Kenny Clark being out, Jerry Alexander was practicing today but didn't participate in just like team stuff. So there were some changes here. On the defensive line, it was Wyatt, Slayton, and then rookie Kobe Wooden filling in for Kenny Clark in the defensive line. At edge, it was Preston and Lucas Van Ness. Um, inside linebacker was just Quay Walker, at least to start. When they did need a second one, McDuffie came in, but they started a nickel with just one inside linebacker, and that was Quay. At corners, you had Nixon, Douglas, and Valentine filling in for Jair. At safety, you had Darnell Savage and Tarverius Moore getting his turn with the safeties now. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I know that that made a lot of waves and that was tweeted out by myself and others, but Malafleur mentioned a while back that they would be rotating the safeties, that, that each one is going to get their chance. So again, I don't look at this as though it's a promotion for more yet. I view this week as his turn. And to this point, we've had a week of Ford. Last week was Owens. 
and now more is with the ones. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a scheduled rotation. It's not a reflection of the depth chart because I'm not sure they know what the depth chart is right now at that position. So moving on from that, let's talk players of the day. There were a bunch of them, in my opinion. Jordan Love had one of his finest days of training camp today. Period. He had a great day. Luke Musgrave had a great day. And then, I'm just going to say all of them, the pass rushers, be them edge, interior defensive line, they were given the New England Patriots fits all day. Uh, even if you go scan some of the tweets or X's from a number of the Patriots beat writers, they were talking about how the Patriots, especially first string offense, was just bamboozled by the Packers pass rush. So certainly, certainly promising there. The fact that the Packers are beginning to stack these performances, not just against themselves, not just against the Bengals backups. We're seeing the same theme across multiple teams across multiple weeks. And that is that this Packers pass rush is legit regardless of the opponent. Obviously very, very promising. Let's talk Carlson. Before we get to J-Love, let's talk Carlson first. Carlson had a baffling day today so Anders Carlson started out the day five for five uh, he hit from 33 40 42 48 and 50 uh, it, I mean it just looked like he was on today and then they started doing the two-minute drill and so they work down the field love works it and then there's about a uh, about a 40 yard attempt and of course this is to win right because the offense just needs to get points to win the two-minute drill so they work it down the field get to about a 40 yard field goal Carlson lines up and the kick is wide right. And we know where he misses. It's always the first kick and it's always wide right. Well, today he started out five for five and then missed one wide right. He was obviously just due for a miss wide right. And then the twos did their two-minute drill. Even got a touchdown. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But then they, they just did this drill where they were acting like it was a last-second field goal. So everyone went rushing out, right? The Patriots did this too, but this was the Packers' turn. They went rushing out, no time left on the clock, get everybody out there, and then just kick it. One of the most fascinating kicks I've ever seen in my life was from about 43 yards out. And snap comes in, everything looks fine, Carlson kicks it, and it's going, it's going, and then it reaches the goal line. And I'm sitting at right about that goal line. Like, I have this crystal clear vision of this. The ball is spinning, and it's progressing, and then it gets to about the goal line, and it keeps spinning in the air, but it doesn't keep advancing towards the goal post. It just kept spinning, and then and went down, and it fell about 10 yards short. What happened? Like, And it was really funny, too, because the ball came down, and now there was some wind today, but not like a 50-mile-an-hour gust, but then you saw even players on the field, and everyone just kind of go, what the it was odd. It was very odd. Now, Tom Silverstein of the Monkey Journal Sentinel, he said that it was a mishit. How do you... Granted, I am not a kicking expert, but... How? I, I don't know. I don't know. It was one of the strangest kicks I've ever seen in my life. So, um, just saying. All right, moving on from Carlson. And I, overall, 5 of 7 on the day. Very, very strong start. Two-minute drills are a problem. They have, uh, there was a fantastic article earlier this week. They know what the problem is. 
they, they've identified why he is going wide right. It's in his kicking motion. He needs to slow down. And look, it's not shocking that if a guy needs to slow down his motion, if that's the main thing he's working on, and then they run a hurry up and have him sprint out there and kick it, that he's going to screw up the kick. It's not shocking. It stands to reason. If the whole process needs to be slowed down, and then you tell him to hurry it up, probably going to miss it. It doesn't mean that it's, you know, excusable. It doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be fixed. I'm just saying it stands to reason. Five or seven, I, it's just hard. As this continues to go on, it's hard to make of what he is. I still think he's a very promising kicker. I do. But they have got to fix his motion to make him consistent. All right, J-Love. Jordan Love had a very, very good day, y'all. One of the finest training camp practices I've seen him have. Um, this is on par with like that legendary day a couple weeks ago where everyone was talking about this is the best Jordan Love practice we've seen in all four years. This was this was mighty close to that day. Opening team period, he started out seven for ten, utilizing the middle of the field quite a bit, utilizing intermediate routes primarily, some checkdowns, but still seven of ten, very successful in team period. Of those ten attempts, one of them was even a deep shot to Watson. And this was not a lofted throw. Like, this was a rocket. And it just went right through Watson's hands. In the red zone, I would say of all the attempts in the red zone, he had three touchdown-worthy throws. One was a touchdown to Musgrave, who beat the Patriots defender up the seam and then made a leaping kind of twisting catch in the end zone. I mean, this was a work of symphony. This was this was beautiful for a 20-yard touchdown between Love and Musgrave. Then, on another play, Love found Dobbs in the far right corner of the end zone for a touchdown as Dobbs went up and got it. Then there was one play and this is the one that I'm considering touchdown worthy, but not officially a touchdown. I didn't see all of it because right now there's two scrimmages going on at the same time. And in this particular rep, I was watching the defense. But just out of the corner of my eye, I caught Love dropping back, dropping a pass into Jaden Reed. And there was a whole world of contact back there. I mean, bodies just slamming against each other in the back part of the end zone. But Jaden Reed contorted himself and came down with the ball. Supposedly out of bounds, but the crowd disagreed. <laughs> there was a large roar for Jaden Reed after that catch. Um, then the only real struggle that I saw from Jordan Love today was during uh, I, just a team period. It was kind of open field. They were looking to drive the entirety of the field. Um, there, the Patriots pass rush straight up beat Yash Nyman quite a few times. I mean, Yash could not keep up with the speed of the pass rush, and Jordan was feeling the heat. And so to start off the period, it was incompletion, incompletion, incompletion. And then all of a sudden, Yash again gets beat, but he kind of pushes down his defender right at the end, pushes him to the feet of Love. Love steps one step to the right to avoid that guy and then finds Watson on a dot. Watson has beat both of his defenders down the field, and this thing was deep. I mean, from my estimation, just watching it, 40 air yards, maybe? And this was a dot to Watson, who both of his guys beat. Watson makes the catch. One of the defenders falls to the ground trying to keep up. This would have been absolutely a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, so, and that may be the way that this offense goes sometimes is struggle bus, struggle bus, struggle bus. Holy crap, what a play. 
kind of like last year, honestly, but um, it was, I mean, it was really cool to see, no doubt about it, that, that kind of victorious after the struggle from love today. Um, the other last final, uh, I just mentioned two of the plays of the day, obviously the one to Musgrave, the one to Dobbs. That was a play of the day. And then one last one. This one's got nothing to do with J-Love, who, as I said, had a very good day. Clifford had a very up and down day, if you're wondering. Um, but there was one play in particular, final two minute drive, where Clifford found Malik Heath. And Malik Heath was very covered. Like, it's not like Heath was wide open, but Clifford found Heath, who made the contested catch on his way down and then laid his body across the pylon for a touchdown. I mean, it was a beautiful play by Malik Heath, the kind of play that you watch and go, he just separated himself for a job on the 53. And I know I've been strong in the camp of Bo Melton, but, you know, Bo Melton can't exactly advance his case if he's not practicing. And, of course, it's no fault of his own. He's hurt. But nonetheless, Malik Heath furthered his case with that catch. It was a beautiful contested catch in tight coverage, getting into the end zone. I mean, just it was it was very, very nice. To cover a couple of your viewer requests, I got just a couple here. Obviously not that many today. And then uh, just some random notes that I had down that I wanted to make sure that I covered somehow today. And then well, out, then you will know everything that happened at camp today. So in terms of requests, I'm going to be totally honest here. And I know, uh, I know I feel the need to apologize, but Magoo had a rough day. If you're wondering about Alex Magoo, it, it was a rough one today. He did not get many snaps. Of the snaps that he got, it, uh, at least from what I saw, which granted is not every single thing. It's impossible for anyone to catch everything when there's two scrimmages going on. But what I did see was some misfires, some miscommunications, and ultimately the offense that just didn't move much. Um, uh, there were a few plays where the ball just went completely where someone wasn't. And obviously that could be a wrong route. That could be a poor throw. I mean, it, it, it could be any number of things, but it did in fact occur. So um, not at all the best day for someone who I think is quickly finding themselves as quarterback three slash potentially practice squad quarterback. Moving on from that, I will say in terms of the rookie interior defensive linemen, Wooden and Brooks, strong days from both of them. Brooks, again, found himself in the backfield on a number of different plays. Wooden stepping in for Clark today was productive. I mean, they were very much, when I said the pass rushers were the players of the day, they were very much part of the rationale for that. Those two rookies are effective. And don't forget, it's not like the Patriots have a slouch of an offensive line. They have a quality offensive line, and the Packers were doing some damage to it today. Uh, other than that, it's really hard to evaluate running back three when Nichols and Goodson are out, but Emmanuel Wilson, I mean, dude, dude's legit, showed off his hands again today on some out routes from Clifford. Uh, he ran well with the twos. If you have any doubt about whether Emmanuel Wilson can hang in the NFL, I'm telling you unequivocally he can but so can Goodson and so can Taylor to a degree. I mean, so it's just keep that in mind, but Wilson, 
is looking I've been talking about him for a while, but he's looking better now. Uh, and then wide receiver six, again, kind of hard to say with Melton out there and Grant DuBose. Um, DuBose was on the field today. I didn't see anything, you know, like noteworthy that I needed to mark down. But Heath, again, continued to distance himself in that job. It, it really did appear that way. Now, a few notables for you. These are random thoughts that I had, random notes that I put down that I just think I, I want to make sure that I cover. Uh, one, Royce Newman. Royce Newman, uh, as I mentioned the other day, I don't understand his career path. Seems to be getting worse by the year. Uh, now we're at this interesting time where it seems to be getting worse by the day. Uh, because Royce Newman got beat today a few times, but he did beat him just talking about one particular time. And then Luke Butkus, offensive line coach, came, coach came running over and chewed him out. Now, I don't know what exactly led to it. Maybe he missed a stunt for the 47,000th time in his life. But the truth is, if they need to rely on Royce Newman to be the top interior offensive lineman backup, I am officially very concerned about the Green Bay Packers' depth at that position. It seems to be getting worse, not better. Um... Another note that I have here is Love and Watson. It's a very curious dynamic between Love and Watson because I know you've seen the highlights, right? Number of 40-yard plays. Today there was what would have been a 70-yard touchdown. There's, there's all the highlights, right? But at the same time, a lot of the intermediate throws between Love and Watson are just not as smooth as Love to Dobbs and love to read or love to Musgrave. They're just not. For whatever reason, there seems to be this, at times, out of syncness between Love and Watson. There have been some practices where Watson is boomer bust. It's like a 40-yard touchdown or it's nothing. And I feel like no one really wants to acknowledge that. Like Kristen Watson is on the superstar track. Everyone wants Jordan Love to be successful if you're a Packer fan, right? But it certainly has made my wheels turn, and it did again today, that there seems to be at times some kind of disconnect between Love and Watson, and I wonder, I wonder if that's going to get shored up by the regular season or if this is going to be a recurring theme, that the intermediate routes are sometimes just more off between Love and Watson than they are with Dobbs, Reed, Toure. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Commendable today, though, the offensive creativity for the Packers. Uh, two examples really stood out to me. One, A.J. Dillon played a wide, wide receiver and then ran a straight-up route. Like, they didn't motion him into the backfield or anything. Um, they were they went essentially empty. They put Dillon at wide receiver, like the farthest out right wide receiver, and then dude ran an actual route, which I, when I saw him out wide right, I was like, oh, he's just going to motion in. Like, okay. And then, uh, no. <laughs> So points on that. And then also in the red zone, they did an end around with Luke Musgrave. If your tight end is quick enough to do an end around, woo-wee, that boy is fast. Um, you wound up gaining seven yards, too, from the 10. Uh, it was impressive. It's just, who in the hell runs an end around with a tight end? Well, Matt LaFleur and the Green Bay Packers, too. And then one other thing that I want to talk about, uh, no one-on-ones today, I feel like that's notable too. But then also, I don't know if something's just up with Pat O'Donnell health-wise, but he did do, uh, he switched off with Whalen for holding. 
as has been the case uh, normally, but no punts today from Pat O'Donnell. And there was an extensive punt period. Uh, Whelan continued to show off his leg. Uh, there was one that he darn near kicked out of the field. Um, his leg is absurd. But as I tweeted out, there's a lot more to being a punter than just having a big leg. Obviously, it's part of the job, but I've talked before about coffin corner punts and the technique involved. I've talked before about holding. So something to bear in mind. But yeah, O'Donnell didn't do any punts today. It was all wheeling. And even, you know, that hasn't, that's occurred before, but even in pre-practice, then you'd see Whalen doing some warm-up punts, but you'd see O'Donnell doing them as well. Today, O'Donnell wasn't even doing those. So I wonder if it's, I'm not saying like O'Donnell's being cut tomorrow. What I'm saying is I wonder if there's something health-related going on with Pat O'Donnell that we are not yet privy to. So that's it. That's it. Tomorrow, tomorrow, huge show. Check it out. Uh, we're going to be going live if the timing is just like today, probably it'll be like 1.30-ish, maybe a little bit before, but, you know, because we got to get from the field to stadium view, do our tech setup, and then go. So, uh, huge show. Me with Wisco Fanatics should be a ton of fun tomorrow. Uh, really looking forward to interacting with those guys. A couple of great guys. I know you're really going to like them. Uh, so, hop on. It's being broadcast on YouTube channel as well as the Lombardi Time Brews Facebook page, as well as their YouTube and Facebook page. So be sure to check it out and then be on the lookout uh, later this week for some additional content before I head up to the Northwoods and see, see if I could still do anything next week. So, all right. Everyone, you have an absolutely wonderful day out there. Thanks so much for spending a little bit of time with me today at Lombardi Time Brews. And as always, go Pack Go.